Losers, episode 90. I'm Paul. And I'm Casey. 90 episodes, man. We're almost there. That's a lot. Almost to the century almost to the big, big 100 coming right up. We're doing it. It's been a busy week. We, this is uh, the first time we've recorded two weeks in a row in a while, and it's been yeah. a busy, busy week. A busy it has week been a busy in week. New York City, a busy week uh, in, in Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, not that busy of a week in the NFL. Not really. Not really anything crazy pretty... to talk about. Uh, but we're going to no. talk plenty about the Blazers. We're going to talk plenty about the Ducks today. And um, yeah, wow. It, there's there's a lot of a lot of thoughts circulating through my mind. Sure. Hey, so what, what are you drinking? What do you, let's talk about drinking first. Sure. I have a an Anchorage Brewing Company beer called Smile More. It's one of my one of my favorite breweries. I got it a lot when I used to have the Tavour box because they had a lot of Anchorage, and I never really saw them here in Portland. I saw it here and there at John's Market, and, I, and then um, just the other day I went to John's Market here in Portland and found a couple of them. I got a couple different kinds. Nice. Uh, and I love their, they do a lot of uh, uh, hazies, which this clearly is a very hazy beer. That's a gorgeous uh, It's beer. super good. It's it's sweet. It's tasty. It's thick. It's a good hazy. I give it, a, I, I gave it two thumbs up there. It's a good, it's a I'm doing thick. thumbs up now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? It looks like you have a block 15. I do have a block 15. I'm trying to, I have like very little light where I'm at right now, so I can't quite read I have that, that same one. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, do you know what it's called? Uh, yeah, I'll look at it. It's called. Uh, uh, doesn't does it have a name? Oh yeah, it's weird cursive. Hoppy holidays, maybe. Cool. Well, it's delicious. It's a uh, it's an imperial holidays. IPA yeah. because I can't help myself. It has citrus and spruce. I think citrus and spruce tips. Yeah. And also, so that's a it's a nice little kind of winter IPA. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have uh, you know a glass of scotch because it's been that it's been that kind of weekend. Sure. Yeah. Sport wise, here here Sport in the northwest, wise. it's been a little rough. Other than uh, the timbers, other than the timbers, man, yeah. city till I die. That's incredible. The uh, yeah, right. Timbers going to the the, the MLS Cup MLS Championship Cup. here in Portland, at, New York. At, Is uh, it in Portland? It's in Portland Saturday afternoon. Have any of the championship championships the uh, Timbers have been in been in Portland yeah. before? Wow, yeah. that's incredible. When is I mean, this? Saturday. Saturday. That's incredible. I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I'm super happy for Timbers fans. That, I, that maybe... uh, I'm not a huge soccer guy either. I've, I've kind of followed them the last you know, two months or so because they've gotten kind of gotten hot and it's been fun to watch yeah. them hot, obviously. Um, but I'm certainly going to watch the MLS Cup. I watched uh, last time we were in it when we were in Columbus mm-hmm. uh, and beat the crew for our first MLS championship. Yeah. Who knew there was going to be some hot soccer talk on the podcast? Right? Like, is, I know. Right, right off the bat. Knew? Just like that. Hot soccer talk. Who knew? That's all I got, um, though. I'll tell you back to beer real quick. I had a beer oh, yeah. yesterday uh, that I've never seen before. It was from Fifty Four Forty, oh, yeah. which is uh, up in in, in Washington, uh, in Boardman, Washington. Sure, I'm not sure, exactly where they are um, up there. But it was uh, it's part of a series they have called I think Juicy Hops or Juice okay. Hops or something like that, which is you know really original name. But um, it was marketed as a clear IPA. Huh, weird. I've never, never heard of that. I was I was like, well, this might be fucking crazy. Uh, but I poured it. It just looked like a really light IPA. Okay. Um, like and a... it drank like a really light IPA. Like it had hop mm. at the end. It kind of tasted like a hazy, but it was it was one of those like super crushable beers mm, where like yeah. on a hot summer day I could have drank like seven of them and then really sure. regretted my decisions the next day. <laughs> um, yeah. Fantastic though, so highly recommend. Yeah, nice if you see it. And it I think it was relatively IPA. cheap. We got it at New Seasons. I think it was like three fifty or something. It was super cheap for a pint. Um, nice. So yeah, totally cool. Fifty four forty. 
So yeah, and it was like a seven yeah. percenter. Yeah, it was. I checked it in on untap, but I think it was the wrong beer on untap. I couldn't find okay. the one that said clear, so I just kind of just went with it, the closest thing, and said, "Yeah, screw sure. it." Sure, that's right. Like you do, um, like you do. Boy, boy, oh boy. Where do you want to start, Casey? Do you want to start with? Uh... I, I guess we should start with the ducks. I think I'm not going to have as much to add with the ducks as you are, so okay. we can finish with with the blazers and and whatever. This is this has been idea. our 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 mo lately. Is we 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 talk about something. <laughs> we talk about how it goes. <laughs> When we're relatively oh, yeah, sober, good. and then by the end of sure. the podcast, when we're both you know in a couple drinks, then we start talking about the Blazers, and then it just becomes like F this, S that. You know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Huh. So uh, uh, let's see. Where, where did it start? It started um, with the Pac-12 title game on Friday. Sure. Uh, where I, I, I think it was even last week on the podcast, I said that I was pretty confident Oregon was going to beat Utah in the rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, not the case, yeah. not the case at sure. all. Uh, Utah mopped the floor the entire game with them. Um, yeah, they left, like they they left Anthony Brown, left Anthony Brown in the game at quarterback. He is arguably the worst quarterback we've had in the last few years. Uh, yeah. Can you longer. name anyone that's close? <laughs> you oh know? boy. Well, you know, the, um, the only quarterback who had a decent amount of run, I think that was worse than him was probably Jeff Lockie. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right. A, a couple, a couple, you know, yeah, it wasn't sun. good either. Yeah, uh, no, but I'll tell you what. Um, he could at least he, throw he, the ball down the field, right? He, he wasn't a whole lot worse than Anthony Brown. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um. So basically, that all happened in the the midst of a a rumor that uh, Miami was thinking about firing Manny Diaz and bringing Mario Cristobal home, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, Cristobal, of course, answers that with, I haven't talked to Miami. Oregon's working out an extension for me. I'm happy here. Um, yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> and then news broke late last night yeah. that he accepted a position at Miami. The rumor mm-hmm. is 10 years, 8 million a year, which is an insane mm. amount of money for a coach who has not been that successful. Let's call no, it No, I mean, is. good recruiter. Uh, We've, Oregon has always had the great recruiting classes, but it never quite seemed they put it together. I don't know whether or not, whether or not that was the OCs who all seem to be fairly pedestrian at best, in my opinion. I, again, you can talk more about that because I don't know very well. No, they are. Uh, they are pedestrian um, at best. I know Moorhead got that Akron job, but uh, Arroyo was before that, and he was pretty bad. Uh, uh, I don't but, think Moorhead but, you know, was the problem. I really don't think Moorhead but, was the problem. Sure. Okay. That's fair. Um, um, well, I mean, you know, putting Anthony Brown out there every week may be a problem. I don't know if that's Cristobal's choice. Or yeah, it's Cristobal's choice. So there's yeah. two ways of looking at that, honestly, is that you um, – Ty Thompson's the five-star recruit who everyone's been clamoring for to play. He hasn't taken yeah. a single college snap yet. Um, and the reason being is because I think they want to preserve his redshirt year. Sure. They don't want to blow it on, you know, what could be a meaningless game. Now that's this being said, why didn't they we, just, why didn't they just have him available at the start of the year? Did they have that much confidence in Anthony Brown? Yeah. And if they did, why? Yeah, they did. Well, <laughs> okay. last year they, they essentially just completely screwed over Tyler Shuck. Who, yeah. who wasn't horrible. Um, but when you lose the, you know, you lose the uh, faith of your coaches. Sure. It all rolls downhill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is what happened with Shuck. And Anthony Brown was a, a proven, you know, grad transfer from Boston College. You know, the, the, the mecca of college football in Boston <laughs> College. Um, sure. Haven't been good since Matt Ryan was there. But 
Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's depressing. So now you're left with Moorhead accepted the position at Akron mm-hmm. to be their new head coach. Moorhead's never been a head coach. So good for him. He, he deserves it. It's great. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the, the uh, Duck fans are probably going to roast me for saying it, but good for Mario Cristobal for taking this because this is his dream job. It's where he, he's, sure. where he's from. It's where he grew up. It's where his family is from. Uh, it's where he played college ball and won two national titles there. And it's a good amount of money. So it seemed like the it seemed like the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. Like, I think like it seemed like it was something he had been kind of looking at for a while. Not not like he said anything, but I mean, you're gonna yeah, the guy yeah. from that area, you know, going out to the west coast. You know, he's probably not gonna stick around that long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that there, there's two lessons to be learned. I think from this one is that you can't believe or trust anything a coach says. Sure. Oh, Especially yeah. a college coach. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they're just they're all snake oil salesmen to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Second, I think this this coupled with Oklahoma and coupled with Notre Dame shows that no job is safe. No. Uh, no. because I don't think and Oklahoma it's... would ever imagine that a successful Oklahoma team would lose their head coach. Mm-hmm willingly yeah. to to go to usc or that notre dame for for god's sake notre dame was the, the mecca of college football when we were no, kids no. even earlier sure. than that mm-hmm. uh and brian kelly has been wildly successful there yeah uh and just out of the blue just resigns and takes the lsu job which is a which is a good job but it of course is it better than notre dame i don't know i, I really don't yeah. um and now, you know, Cristobal going to Miami. So now now the Ducks have to look at this and say, okay, what what can you find to be the new head coach? And Rob Mosley, who's the athletic director, said today that they are they are trying to make the right decision while also moving quickly because signing sure. day is in seven days. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's you're rough. gonna learn a lot about the kids who did the kids fall in love with Cristobal? Or did the kids fall in love with University of Oregon? Sure. Yeah. I think you're going to see half and half, probably. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. So you're going to have to have uh, someone in this position who can try to maintain this class. Um, there's a lot of names that are already floating around. Uh, and I think there's two things the ducks can do here. I keep saying there's two things like everything. All my points have two, two ways about them so far, Uh, but there really is two things you can do here. You can, you can go for a name, go for a sexy hire, or you can go for uh, someone relatively in-house. And when I say in-house, I mean, part of the Oregon family, not, Mm -hmm. not necessarily anyone on Cristobal's staff or anything like that. Um, Because really when, when things started going a little sideways for Oregon is when they fired Helfrich. And they yeah. hired completely outside the program and hired Willie Taggart. And then everything yeah. kind of got a little murky. Sure. From there. And he left right um, away, pretty much. He left. I mean, after one year, right? There was adver- well, yeah. As soon as there yeah. was adversity. Excuse me. Big hiccup. How's he uh, doing as, now, by the way? Uh, he didn't have a job. Does he? Oh, he got fired. That's right. He got fired huh. from, from his dream job because he's a horrible coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Yeah, right. Um, so what are these sexy names that you're you're talking about you might be thinking of? Well, is there anybody so, on this so, list? So here's the, the sexy name thing. You have to remember back when when Oregon fired Ernie Kent from their basketball program. And this is when sure. Oregon's basketball program had had been to a deep run in the NCAA tournament. They were starting to get some national attention. Um they 
Phil Knight opened up the pocketbook and said, basically, he yeah. offered the job to Tom Izzo, who is mm-hmm. one of the most successful college coaches of all time from Michigan State. Izzo declined it, which was probably the right move for him. He sure. offered it to um, Jamie Dixon, who was at Pitt, who ended up at UCLA eventually. Um, and he offered it to somebody else. I forget who it was before he even got to Dana Altman. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Phil Knight makes the decisions for Oregon. Let's call it what it is. He's the most influential, arguably the most influential man in all of sports because he's the founder of Nike. Yeah. He calls the shots there. You're not going to hire someone who doesn't pass his, uh, his stamp of get the Phil Knight stamp of approval. Sure. So, So he might, you might hear rumblings about him trying to swing a massive name. Someone like sure. an Urban Meyer, um, Pete Carroll, maybe. Uh, you know, <laughs> How would someone... you feel about Pete Carroll oh, be- becoming God. an Oregon I Duck? Just... <laughs> I'd feel so sad. They would probably be successful, but I know probably. how much you hate Pete Carroll. <laughs> probably, they'd probably be successful. They brought Urban Meyer in. It'd be a dirty ass program, but they'd be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the question: How much is success worth to you? Sure. <laughs> so I think. Well, if that, everyone's playing dirty, I mean, what like exactly? They all are. What? 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 Yeah. What? What they does it really are. matter at one point? If you get a successful coach that helps your team, it's I mean, Urban Meyer. Yeah, super dirty, but so is you know every single coach, just like you said. Yeah. It, it, it's, so let's it, let's talk realistic candidates because Urban Meyer is not a realistic candidate. He's no. not leaving the NFL for Oregon. No, he's not. And uh, Pete Carroll is not leaving on his own accord to come mm-hmm. to Oregon. Yeah. Um, but I do think that now that the dust has settled with Notre Dame and the dust has settled with uh, University of Washington and with USC and now with Oklahoma uh, hiring mm-hmm. Brett Venables as the new head oh, I coach. Didn't, I didn't see who they all hired. I don't know who any of those uh, guys Notre Dame, are. Notre Dame stayed in-house. They took their, um, I forget the guy's name, Marcus Freeman is their defensive okay. coordinator. So they promoted him up, which was what the players really wanted, hmm. um, which I think is a really great internal hire. It's something Notre Dame doesn't usually do, and I really liked it. So yeah, um, but, uh, Oklahoma went out and got Venables, who's the defensive coordinator from Clemson, who uh, was an assist, a defensive assistant under Bob Stoops in Oklahoma for years. Sure. That's where he got to start. So it made sense. He wanted to go home. It's his dream job. Uh, UW hired the Fresno State coach. I forget his name off the top of my head. Um DeBoers, I believe his name is. Sure. Um, and then, of course, we talked about USC getting uh, yeah. Lincoln Riley from, Lincoln from Riley. Oklahoma. And Brian Kelly getting uh, the LSU job. Going to so, LSU, yeah. So uh, lots of moving pieces. So now you kind of have your pick of all the the the, the sexy, co- the hot, young, sexy coaches out there. Or you have some, some familiar names to the program. Like I said, those are the two kind of paths you can go down so the, the sexy mm-hmm. names you could go with you could go dave aranda who is the uh year two head coach at baylor took a his first year in baylor they think they were two and nine they were something horrible and this year they yeah. were incredible hmm. won the big 12 uh playing in a new year's six game for the first time ever um he's definitely one of the hot young names i expect him to stay at baylor i expect baylor to give him a lot of money because they're a private mm-hmm. school you won't know how much they give but baylor is willing yeah. to play ball all of a sudden, Baylor is a top 10 team in football and basketball. Uh, they finally put it together. So I don't expect him to go anywhere. His offensive coordinator, however, is a name that's been really hot. I don't think it's quite the stature you want for the job in Oregon. Sure. I forget the guy's name. I think it's uh, Grimm. Justin Grimm, I think his name is. Uh, but he was the offensive coordinator at BYU when Zach Wilson was there. And Zach oh, Wilson okay. lit the 
FBS on fire. So Um, the other big name out there is Matt Campbell, who is the Iowa state head coach. Um, If you you don't know who Matt Campbell is and you're a duck fan, think about a couple of years ago when it was last year when they played Iowa state in the bowl game. It was last year in Iowa state. It was like last year. Um, That's because Matt Campbell knows what he's doing. He's a good coach. Uh, I think he's kind of he's nine, nine and three again this year. I think that's kind of the ceiling in Iowa State because you just can't yeah. recruit there. No. Um, he has yeah. deep Midwest ties, though. I don't know how well that really fits in the Northwest. Sure. And then you start talking about familiar faces and guys who might fit back here. And then the first name there is Jeff Tedford, who was the offensive coordinator a while ago. Oh, he was yeah, the Cal coach right. for a while. Cal coach. What's um, he been doing? Offensive. I think he was the coach at Fresno State for a while. He's, he's kind of oh. bounced around smaller schools, just kind of sure. doing his thing. Uh, but he's an option. He knows the program. I think at some point you need to make a hire, and at least in my opinion, and this humble duck's opinion is that you need to yeah. make a hire who understands the culture and the, the, the area and someone sure. homegrown. Um, I don't necessarily think you need to find someone whose dream job is Oregon, but yeah. I think that's not a bad idea. Um, sure. Someone who will grow with the program. Tedford isn't yeah. going to grow with the program, but he understands the program. He understands the culture here. Uh, yeah. Then their name would be Chris Peterson. Most yeah. Recently yeah. The UW coach. Uh, he was sure. the offensive coordinator again here for a while. Uh, you know, former Boise State coach. That's really where he came to prominence. Um, what about uh, let's see, just looking at some names I see bouncing around. What about um, there's about two Joe other Brady ones who just got fired. Oh no! Oh, you got two to... more. I got two no, more Oregon just... names. Yeah, yeah, do it. Joe, go ahead. Sorry, no, Joe Brady. Joe Brady. No, and go ahead and do this. No, this is good. I want to hear these yeah, names. Yeah. I, sure. I, I personally don't want Joe Brady because Joe Brady's never been a head coach in the college okay. level. I yeah. don't know how well he can recruit necessarily. He was a quarterback coach in college. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was a great quarterback coach. He had Joe Burrow. How much of it was Brady? Yeah. How much of it was Burrow? Uh, a few months ago, we were singing his praises on this yeah. podcast. And now sure. all of a sudden the Panthers offense is horrible and they got fired. I know. Yep. So right. who knows? Yeah. Who else did you see? I agree. Uh, this is just one quick list. I don't even know what side am I on. Oh, it's USA Today. That's kind of garbage. But uh, uh, Josh Hupel, Tennessee. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, Luke Fickle, Cincinnati. Luke Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati for Oregon. I think he'd be a great hire. He's an Urban Meyer guy. You learned under Urban Meyer. What what about Um, Justin Wilcox? That was the next name on my list on the Oregon. The next name? Perfect. So he's from from Junction City. He's the most most likely candidate to be the head coach at Oregon. And I think it's because he's he's from Junction City. He played for the program. Uh, He's a defensive whiz. He's done a great job, all things considered, with really what might be the most – the most strict of the Pac-12 schools as far as COVID mandates yeah, in Berkeley. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the, the final name, uh, honestly, on the Oregon list is Chip Kelly. Okay. Um, I, I think there's... Chip Kelly, uh, you think you think he has the possibility of leaving UCLA? Yeah. I think if he, if he didn't win this year, they're going to fire him anyway. Really? Um, they, they have an athletic director who's new there who didn't hire him. Okay. And generally Fair. speaking, when you're, when you're 80, he doesn't hire your coach. It usually doesn't jive. Yeah. Um, Chip what, Kelly. What do you think? Yeah. Rubs a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> sure. So I love Chip Kelly. Um, I don't know if that's what we need, but he knows he <laughs> yeah. knows the area. I think it'd be really fun to see a fun high speed offense again. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, let's see what else we have here. Yeah, Just Brian Harson, Auburn. I don't want anything to do with him, and I don't think the yeah. Ducks would hire him. He's he was the Boise <laughs> no. State coach for a few years. He went to yeah. Auburn, and I, uh, he's he's skirted the question of whether he's vaccinated this entire season. 
Yes, that's I was reading that. Yeah, I don't think that that's plays not fantastic. Well. I don't think that I don't plays think it well does either. Eugene, yeah, so. you're right. It doesn't. Uh, th- this is uh, this is from Oregon Live. So uh, Bill O'Brien, good old Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator, Alabama. He might be a good college coach. Uh, who knows? He is a good college coach. He did a great job. <laughs> is he? At Penn I don't State. know his past. He did oh, a great job at Penn State when he was there. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't want Bill O'Brien. No, no. Uh, but. But I think there are worse hires. Sure. I, uh, um, I don't want him. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Kalani Sataki from BYU. He's not, BYU. he's not leaving BYU. He's not leaving either. No, then, I, yeah, would also I would love Justin it. I would love it because he's, a, he's an incredible recruiter and an incredible coach, but sure. I don't think he's leaving. Yeah. I don't think he's leaving. All right. Well, That's about what I've seen. Chip yeah. Kelly was also on that list there. Hmm. Yeah, I think right. Chip, well, Chip, Chip would be great, but... Uh, I think when when rubber meets the road, I think it's Justin Wilcox. I think it, it makes sense. It gets us back to the the homegrown yeah. mentality that we had. And how, when we, and how do you feel about that? How is he as a coach? Like he's a good coach. Yeah, I think he's okay. a good coach. I don't think he's a good offensive coach. I think he's a really good defensive coach, and I think that he mm-hmm. would surround himself with a good offensive coordinator. That's all what it's about. And honestly, like sure. go out there and and look at look at names of, of Oregon past. Look at guys like Nate Costa, yeah. who was the backup to uh, a couple different duck quarterbacks. Um, but I mean, he was the you know the brains of that quarterback room for a while with Darren Thomas there, and with you know when Mariota was was sure you know, first starting yeah. off there, and he was a grad Definitely. assistant. Costa yeah. could do it. Um, uh, you know, here's a, a wild thought, but uh, reach out to Joey Harrington. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I don't know how. Uh... If he's, maybe. if he's coaching material or if he's interested, but know. maybe something on the on the uh, on the staff, right? I mean, I would love it. Quarterback coach or something like that. I would like love that. it. Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows more about Oregon football than Captain Comeback? That, that's right. Yeah. You know, if you're listening, Joey, which you're not, but if you are, uh, <laughs> coach, man, come back and yeah. coach. Do it. Um, in the short term, the the Ducks are playing in the Alamo Bowl against yeah. Oklahoma, who's now no Thibodeau. Uh, I see. No Thibodeau, which is not a surprise. What? Um, no, not surprising. And, and I don't. He, and he should. He should. He should no. not by any Definitely stretch. Definitely not. The, the guy is. A, that's, the guy is possibly the number one pick. Number he, two he, pick. Something like that. He's the number one pick. Yeah. He's the number. I'd uh, be. I'd be absolutely stunned if he wasn't the number one pick. There's somebody else that they were talking about. I don't remember another lineman, D lineman. But I, but you're. I think you're. Right. Uh, the kid the from Michigan. Guy. Possibly. The yeah. kid from Michigan's getting a lot of hype. He's. I. Thibodeau's your guy. I mean. You, sure. You don't. You only have so many shots to get a a what mm-hmm. pans out and grades out to be a generational pass rusher. Sure. And Kayvon Thibodeau was that guy. He's yeah. he's or he's the West Coast version of Chase Young, where Chase Young was a couple of years ago. Like you don't pass on Chase Young at one. You don't pass mm-hmm. on Thibodeau at one. No. So, nope. Um. Yeah, man. It's it's just it's wild. It's just wild. I'm hoping that maybe they just they they get Mike Bellotti on the phone. And say, hey Mike, you want to coach the Ducks on for that bowl game? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, give give me a Bilotti. Yeah, what are they going to do? A Bilotti versus Stoops. I guess... well, Stoops is coaching the Sooners. He's coming out of retirement mm-hmm. to interim one game coach the Sooners in the bowl wow. game. So let's bring huh, Bilotti out of retirement. Let's just That'd get the old guys crazy. get the yeah, old guys back together. Let's let's do it. Let's sure. get the band back together. Not um, Elfridge. Not Elfridge. Jesus, Elfridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and maybe. Gotta... Maybe he got a bad. Maybe he got a bad rap here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Don't you remember when they kept going for two? I don't know, man. They were very bad decisions. <laughs> yes, they were very bad decisions. When we're sitting, when we're when we're sitting at home watching, and it's like the fifth time in a row he's gone for two and failed. You're like, okay, dude. 
<laughs> you know, it's, maybe not. Know. It doesn't maybe make sense stop. To me. It, <laughs> maybe you don't. Uh, they kept doing that same thing where they like didn't they kept keep like faking like they're gonna. I don't know. I don't even yeah. remember. It was a while it, ago. It, it, was... it spread everybody out, and it'd be yeah, three yeah. guys in the middle, and then if they're supposed to be, if the read is the, the way Chip, my understanding is the way Chip Kelly taught him is if the read is there and you have a matchup on one side, if you have five on four on one side, then you, you snap it. the ball, you throw it, and you go, and you trust yeah. that your guys are going to block those guys. Sure. But he was just going for two and weird sets, and, it, and like with no. <laughs> No idea. No, what they, just like, do it. <laughs> you had like a punter trying to throw the kicker throwing the ball, and like, what the hell are yeah, you doing, man? Know. Like, it just oh no. And then you got an OC job at uh in Chicago in the it? NFL, Chicago. which that doesn't pan out at all either. And look, and no. look, look how that worked is that you had the worst head coach in the, in the oh, NFL, and that's man. saying something because Bill O'Brien was the head coach at the time. And I, I <laughs> said on this podcast that Matt Nagy is not going to be a successful coach, and yeah. I have been. That's the one thing I will hang my hat on. I was right about in the NFL. Very right. He was. God awful at the beginning, and he's god awful, and he still is, and somehow he still has a job, but he won't at the end of this year. I can almost guarantee you that. No, no, he won't. Um, I'm surprised he's still there. (laughs) Yeah. Who? uh, Oh man, I guess the Monday Night Football game ended. I didn't even see the final. I'm assuming that the Patriots won. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm, I can't figure out how to get same score fourteen ten. Not the final. Yeah, final. Cool. Um, man, the Patriots are hot right now. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So hot right now. So right. Mac Jones. <laughs> Did he finish Mac one Jones. for one? No, two for three for 19 yards. Sick. <laughs> uh, Damien our, Harris, our, man. Our apologies Destroyed. to anyone who started Mac Jones on their fantasy team. I, I did, or, but I'm not. Or I'm a New England receiver or one of their tight ends or, or a Oof, well, you got to read the. Sometimes you got to read the weather report, you know. And then, and then you read the. You look at the weather, and then you know that that uh, Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit. A lot of shitty coaches, <laughs> you know what I mean? They won. They won the game. A lot of shitty coaches yeah. like would have just gone out there and said like, "Yeah, same game plan," but Bill O'Brien goes, or not Bill O'Brien, Jesus Christ, Bill Belichick goes out there and and says, "Well, we're not going to pass the ball. We're just going to run it. We have all these good running backs." And they, really they won. Do. They really do. Yeah. They they always have great running backs. I mean, Damian right. Harris, Stevenson, Bolden. Casey, let's pull the bandit off. Let's talk Rip City. Oh, man. Yeah, let's do it, right? So it finally Sadness. happened. Sadness. Kind of. Finally, I'm, well, yeah. Anyway. It finally ahead. happened. They finally yeah. got rid of Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally got rid of Neil. It's um, about damn time. And just fired straight up for conduct detrimental to the team based on the independent... Uh, mm-hmm. whatever the hell you call it, the uh, I don't even remember what you call it now. Investigation, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, the, almost the, an evaluation. Yeah, almost an evaluation. I was like, well, of course you should. Well, that should have been that should have been um, done already. The well, job yeah. evaluation should have gotten fired like last year. So, um, the team has looked worse since Neil got fired. That's a fun wrinkle. Uh, yeah. Um, that, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of it's tied to that. I mean, it's obviously distractions are tough. There, I mean, a few of our guys just don't look like they're into playing basketball much right Tell now. Tell me who. Talk, it's a tough. It. It's a tough situation too, I, and I get it. You, you get that it's a new situation with the coach. It's a new situation with how, uh, how the how the the system in general, and you have new players. Um, Roko hasn't looked super. Uh, he hasn't. Super great. 
Um, and I think a lot of it is possibly the fact that uh, Chauncey and his staff want to make him into something he's not, and mm-hmm. he's getting maybe frustrated. Mm-hmm. And and I get I get it from that sense too. You're a new coach. You want to come in and you want to put your system in, but at the same time, maybe that's not the best way to go about starting off your starting off a coaching job. I know I get you're excited, new coach, but like you have pieces that maybe don't fit that yet. So you might need to do a hybrid of some kind. I don't know coaching. I don't know what I'm talking about. But um, Rocco yeah. doesn't look interested. CJ does either. Yeah, uh, CJ looks. He hasn't looked great at all, like in his game and his demeanor. Um, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Um, who else? Uh, it seems like everyone else is fine. Dame just doesn't look right, obviously. Uh, but I think a lot of these losses, along with the fact that Neil got fired, and there's all this turmoil in in the uh, in the uh, franchise. Um, I think losing the young guys, Little and Simons, along with Dame being out, who are th- three players on the team that seem to really care about actually playing basketball right now, mm-hmm. um, that hurts you when you're starting like Tony Snell and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. I like I like hey, both don't, those don't guys. Drag, fine, don't but... drag Tony Snell through this. He's doing the best he can. He has limitations. He's doing the best he but... can, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't be starting on this team, no. even when a guy goes down. Um, no. But and, and, you know we're getting exposed with the lack of length, lack of athletic ability. Uh, what I'm hearing you we, say, we Casey, still is have this four guards. Be, is this is this is this a product of roster construction? It might be, yeah. Oh my and God. you know what's so what's so frustrating is that um, a lot of people are upset with Chauncey, the coach, mm-hmm. rightfully so. He kind of threw the he's been throwing the team under the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, he has – I was kind of shocked to hear that he doesn't speak to the team after the games. I don't know if that's normal or not. But I, I always remember seeing – maybe it is. I, I always remember seeing, like, game ball videos of Stotts giving the game ball out to I'd have players. to imagine that it's not normal. It's not normal to not talk I'd to the team. I'd have to imagine. I, I don't Yeah, I don't that's know, kind of, I'd, I'd that's kind of what imagine. I got. Um, maybe he tr- Maybe the idea is that you, he trusts his players enough to, like, say, hey, you go do your thing. I'm going to let you be. It's the end of the game. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but but to find out that that's the first time he's spoken to the team after the game is a little strange. So all of this, including the coaching hire, and maybe Chauncey will work it out, and maybe he'll get some players around him and, and his system, and he'll be fine, and the team will be fine in the future. It's going to be a while, I think. But um, this all could have been... We're in two. We're we're in. We're having two main issues now with the coaching. Well, three: the team and the GM. If we would have just fired Neil O'Shea along with Terry Stotts at the end of the season, which I would have been fine with, and I'm looking back now and like Stotts got the best out of this roster. Maybe we should have kept him and got rid of Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, but but let's say we get rid of both. Then you have a fresh start. You get rid of the GM. You get rid of the coach. You have a new GM come in, hire a coach that fits the culture, the team, whatnot. Maybe. I mean, uh, the Chauncey hire now definitely it seems a bit uh, nepotistic. Nepotistic is that a word? Uh, is that yeah. a word? Ne- ne- yeah, um, sure. Uh, a bit like he's hiring his buddy that he's liked for a long time. Um, One who deals in nepotism. Yes, there you go. <laughs> um, and, and you and, and I know that you hear some rumblings of like Lillard saying he wanted a coach that had some experience. Um, which leaves Becky Hammond out, which I would have been fine with Becky Hammond too. But I mean, maybe Mike D'Antoni is the answer for coach. Maybe, maybe well, this is all different if we have a coach who has a little experience. Chauncey I, I, I had no know. experience. 
That's what I'm saying. I'm talking D'Antoni. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, but like, but like, if you're looking at experience, like, Becky Hammond's got what six years under Pop. That's that's true. What, I mean, uh, how much has what two? One. True. I, one I get the one I get year. One year. I get the cut. You have one under year coaching. Under Ty Lue. Right. Yeah, I get that for sure. Okay, so yep. let's not let's let's not let's pump the brakes. And but at, at the same time, at the same time, no, at the same time, you got to give it. Give a little respect to the fact that Chauncey was a point guard for many, many successful basketball teams, which I know isn't the same. But you think that maybe the the growing pains would be not as not as bad with it, with a player that's obviously going to be close close with his coach and running a team on the floor and knows what it takes to win. Um, but at the same yeah. time, I'm saying if if we fire Neil right off the bat, we have a we have a GM who hires a coach that fits, and maybe that's Chauncey. Who knows? But um. We're in just a bit an awful situation now, and it's it's pretty frustrating to see us now finally finally fire Neil, which the fans have been calling for for quite a while. It almost seems like the players maybe have been calling for that too, uh, you know, behind behind closed doors. But um, I don't know. I it's think a, it's a little frustrating that it's more than just a Neil Olshay problem. It is well, it's a Jody problem too. It's Ownership. it's it's a when Paul Allen died. Rest in peace, Paul Allen. Is that this whole thing got real murky? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Paul Allen made a bad hire when he hired Neil Olshay. I think at the time it was a name, and sure. a name that had a track record that you could loosely tie to what Neil yeah. did, very loosely, but you could loosely tie it to him. Um, I think the problem happened when when paul allen died and jody doesn't know shit about shit Mm -hmm. yeah and that you have people in place who allowed neil olshay to gain more and more power Mm -hmm. you have people in place uh like chris mcgowan who um, who resigned a couple weeks ago who allowed this uh narcissism and this bullying and this uh you know, ultimately nepotism with the hire of Chauncey to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there isn't a a GM you can hire who's going to right the ship. No, it's a it's an organizational cultural culture cultural <laughs> culture problem. Jesus, easy for me to say. Let's try it again. Organizational culture problem. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is when when you have an owner who doesn't understand anything about running a professional basketball franchise. Yeah. Who seems uninvested in yeah. being present sure. at all as an owner. Um I don't think it matters. Yeah. Who you hire. I don't think it matters if you hire a great young candidate, a great old candidate, an in-house candidate. I think that the writing's on the wall that there's going to be some major shakeup here. Whether that's Jody, whether that's Jody selling the team, which I think mm-hmm. is, I think we're running that direction. I hope I think, so. I don't think we're walking that direction. I think we're running okay. that direction. And I, and I would say, I would, I would say to Portland fans, like, I don't think. There's a little piece of me that's nervous-ish, but I don't think there's really a chance in hell Portland leaves. leaves the oh, I'm West. way more nervous. Leaves than Portland. 
Really? I'm way more nervous. They're gonna have they're they're gonna expand soon. You think they're it's actually gonna move from from port? I, I I've heard. I, I I God, I wish I could remember what article this was, but I've heard that there are there are groups interested in buying the Blazers uh, from the Northwest and outside the Northwest, both interested in keeping it here in the area. I don't, so the, I, I mean, the whatever drawback, that means. The drawback is we don't own the arena. Sure. It makes it a lot tougher um, from a from a strictly economical standpoint, from just from from sports economics. When you have a team and an arena that are tied together, it's much easier to sell and it's much easier to keep in place. Yeah, um, because it's really difficult as a professional sports owner to relocate a team and then try to find purpose for someone to buy an existing arena. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're loosely tied together because Vulcan. Vulcan Media mm-hmm. owns the the Moda Center, um, yep. so it's not out of the realm of possibility. It could happen, um, but it's the economics of it makes it a lot harder. So you're going to have to find a group of of uh, potential owners, some sort of conglomerate that will uh, not only try to purchase the team, but mm. will also try to possibly purchase the arena in a separate transaction from Vulcan. That's that's yeah. a tough sell. That's a lot harder. And it's not a, it, it could absolutely happen and it might. It, it honestly it very well might. Uh, but realistically again from from a from a business standpoint, from a sports economic standpoint, this team's going to shed a ton of salary and get way mm-hmm. under the tax and that's what makes the team look more profitable. Yeah. Um, and that's when Joe I think sells. there's I think they're three million over the tax right now, so so you'll well, probably see. And and they're they're in their interim GM is uh is is the uh, is the salary guy, Cronin. So yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna see something happen at least. Um, um, I don't think Cronin's a bad hire permanently. To be to be totally honest, he might not I, be. Yeah, I really he don't might think be he's a bad hire. Um, mm-hmm. but I also have concerns about everyone in this front office about the the, the culture and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no one's standing up to to Neil and his, you know, his his chauvinism and his uh, yeah his general bullying. I'm, I'm really just... I'm, I'm really curious as to why all of a sudden it it came up in the last month and a half um, after ten years of this. Like, what what was the was what was the straw that broke the back here? And you know, I don't I don't understand. I mean. It, I mean, I, and I don't doubt that he's been an asshole for all these years because you just watch him on those press press conferences, and it's uh, it's it's always like he's just so smug and and seems like such an asshole that you know that it's ten times worse worse when he's not on video. Not it was on, the you know, it was the Chauncey press conference that did it to me. That's the one where it, I my it, stomach turned. And I you? thought, oh my god, sure. That's the one that that's the 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 first. I mean, like he oh, was always he was always that was the. A jerk, and that was, kind of a smug jerk, you know. And all sure. That. Like that's I, the first time where I I remember seeing a press conference and, and my stomach turning and thinking, I could see that a, there's a bigger problem. But here. that's yes, yeah. That's what I'm saying though. Like you could, I feel like I could see that for a while now. Like not like okay. not like the Chauncey one, but but there are little snippets here and there. Just the way he talked to people, mm-hmm. you could just see that he's an asshole, and, and maybe not a great at not like especially. Last not a great years. asshole. Not like not like a not like an <laughs> asshole who has redeeming qualities, but like a guy yeah. who just people don't like. Um, but yes, you're right. That the Chauncey Chauncey press conference was was 
really, really rough. You know, when, when they're asking Chauncey, you know, legitimate questions and it seemed like he was ready to answer them. He didn't seem anxious or upset or nervous. He, he was looking the person in the eye and he looked like he was ready to talk about it because he's talked about it for a while and it's been in his mind for a while. And then, you know, Neil does the whole, like the, the meme we all see now with him at the water bottle, looking at that, the, the brand new PR person that was on the side and she had to say, Hey, let's not answer those questions, which is a right. horrible situation to put someone that's in. proprietary, um, Sean. Yes. That's the, um, that's the, so either, the either you, Sean Hyken. And, and it's so frustrating because you knew these questions were going to come. I mean, he had to have known it. He's not stupid, but, but his ego was just like, how dare you ask these questions pretty much. Like, it, it, and, it's and, frustrating to me mostly because I really wanted to hear Chauncey. I wanted to hear him talk about it. And it seemed that, it. again, who knows what he would have said. Maybe it would have been stupid, but it seemed like uh, very he was well. ready to, it seemed yeah. like he was very, very, he, he was ready to say something and I was ready to hear it. And he seemed confident about whatever he's going to say. You know, I, I, I want to believe, and this is me with my, my stupid optimism, I guess, which is rare for me, but I'm, I, I want to believe that if Chauncey was able to talk at that press conference, then he would have owned up to the, to whatever happened and he would have given mm-hmm. an explanation, whether it be correct or, or incorrect or right or wrong or moral or immoral or whatever, because it's not, we're all going to make judgment and it doesn't matter what we think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would have liked to at least hear him address it. Yeah. In, in, in sure. some fashion. And I don't think that I, I don't know Chauncey Billups as a person. I'm never going to. But I'd like to think that maybe he has a backbone. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to think that there is some semblance of remorse in his his being about what happened that night. Maybe there is, maybe there's not. But at some point, like we've talked about, is it like I wouldn't have hired the guy personally. No, but, I wouldn't have either. But at some point, when when is someone blackballed from working? Sure. You know, so that's, you know, uh, and we talked about it on here months and months and months ago about how from a basketball fit, like, there's a lot of pros. Like it, it does kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the performance of the team this season has been horrendous. Yeah. Putting it, putting it nicely. Uh, I mean, not I everyone's like been horrendous, but it, yeah, but I don't know how much, how much of that, how much that's the team, how much that's the how, roster, how much pride. that's Phillips. Sure. Who knows? Sure. You know, I think it, it might be a combo of everything. It's so hard. Uh, I, I will say, a few things about the team is that, uh, and whether they're Billups or not, is that Nas has looked incredible. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah. a spark plug. Yeah, he looks um, like he's a new new person. He looked a bit. You saw it the last few years. You saw the spark, but mm-hmm. it, it always seemed to be a little dampened. And then you know he'd be off. He'd be. Uh, he wouldn't be on the court for like a week. Um, and that that you know Stotts had his positives and his negatives. I think maybe. Certainly. Maybe Stotts didn't trust young players as much when he maybe should have a little more. I think he could have trusted Little a little more. I agree. Um, and 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 I did like what Chauncey said about Little. Is like he, the guy plays so hard, works so hard. I'm gonna leave him on there even when he makes his mistakes because I know that he's gonna fix them at some point. That's how you. I grow. Did, I, I, yes, that is how you grow. Um, 
Yes, Little Little has been a big bright spot for sure, well, and, and so is Simons. That's really it's it's a it's a good way of looking at it from a from a Billups perspective. Is that he? So Nas Little was from a very young age, relatively speaking, was coddled, and you're the next big thing. Mm-hmm. He's he was treated to a lesser degree the way that LeBron is was treated, and the way that Zion was treated, and the way that all these these you know mm-hmm. number one picks were treated. He had a really, really substandard year based on expectations his one year in college at north carolina he was supposed to he was supposed to be the saving grace and he did not have a great year yeah for whatever reason yeah and then he was drafted he fell to us he was drafted 26 i think 25 or something he didn't get on the court a whole lot and you know that can really shake someone who's been you know handled with kid gloves their whole you know basketball career we thought he was going to be the next big college thing yeah maybe a lottery that, pick or whatnot i think he realized really similar to the way the ant realized last year is like to, to be successful in this league when when you're not an alpha dog when you're not a dame lillard when you're not a steph curry you gotta find something that sets you apart one thing not a, not a bunch of no. things but find one thing that sets you apart and with ant it was i'm gonna i'm gonna be a knockdown three-point shooter and he mm-hmm. was last year with and Nas, was. it's and the rest energy. of his game is the rest of his game has come with it, with both of them. Energy, yes, with Nas but once, as well. But once you find that one thing. Once you find that one thing. You earn the, other the stuff starts. You earn the trust, you earn the, you earn the minutes. That, that and yeah. other stuff falls into place. You saw Ant get hit, start hitting that three last year. Confidence okay. came back. Uh, and, then, and then he was, this year he's been getting to the rim like and been confident around the rim more than I've ever he seen. He added like the a floater great, this year. He's a great floater. Yeah, I was just going to say that. His floater's been incredible. Floater. I'm not, I knocked down, and he's been really shifty, like getting to the rim getting his own shot, which I thought he had at the beginning, but then the last few years, I'm like, maybe he doesn't have that. Um, he looked a bit rough and he couldn't finish, but he's been finishing. Uh, he, and he works hard on defense. He's not great, but he works on defense. But he, he tries. tries. He tries. I think, he's, I think he's better than CJ on defense, to be quite honest. It's all you can um, ask for. CJ, when, when CJ tries, he's a, he's a great defender. Yeah. And I, I will mm-hmm. say not good. He's a great defender because he has active hands. He has a very yeah. sturdy frame and he has relatively quick feet for his size. Mm-hmm. So he, but he doesn't always try, but he doesn't try very often. Yeah. And I don't, like, I, I get it to a certain extent because he expends a lot of energy on the offensive side when he has the yeah. ball and when he doesn't have the ball, he's always moving around. So I get it. It's the rip Hamilton thing. Like rip Hamilton moved around a ton, yeah. but he didn't, mm-hmm. he was never a lockdown defender and people, that was yeah. the one criticism of his game. And it was like, well, it's cause I'm, I run 150 miles a game. Like what do yeah. you No, like, that's right. You know, yeah. sure. um, but with with Ant, like he, he he gives the effort. He knows he has a finite amount of minutes. He knows he has mm-hmm. somewhere in that 20, 25 minutes a game to play with. So yeah. he knows he has to give maximum effort for that time. Nas is the same way. Nas is just, I'm going to out-hustle you, period. That's yeah. my game. I'm not going to be a knockdown three-point shooter. I'm not going to be you know, uh, uh, an isolation player. I'm not going to be a mid-range guy. I'm just going to give you 100% for the minutes I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's exactly what you need. So yep. it's, it's fantastic. It's kind of what Larry Nance does. Larry Nance is a little more refined in the way he plays the game. Um, it's yeah. a l- little more under control than Nas. Nas gets out of control. A lot yeah. Still. I, I think Nas is more talented though. At the same 100%. time. No, that's uh, not, that's not an argument yeah. at all for yeah. me. No, I know what you mean. Nas can uh, be a little out of control. Although this year I haven't noticed that I, I, you know, I noticed that I've noticed that in the past with guys like Gerald Wallace and such. Well, do you remember um, back sometimes, when... Sometimes a little out of control, but it's, I, for me, Nas, I don't see him being a little out of control. I think 
he can work on his on-ball defense and his three-point shot is iffy, although sometimes he not is knocked down and really good with it. Back when anyway. you remember back when this team was starting to get some hype. Not not this team, but the Blazers yeah. in general. When they were starting to get some hype with Brandon Roy, yeah. and you had Lamarcus and a lot of real like you know, ISO guys, and you had that one X factor guy, and it was sure. Nick, but it was Nick mm-hmm. Batum, and you mm-hmm. never knew yeah. you knew you were gonna get effort, but you never knew what effort you were gonna get, what the result was gonna be out of it. Yeah, God, some nights, man, he just man. Nas Little feels like a little bit like Nick Batum in that way, is that you know you're gonna get something out of him, and you don't know sure. when it's coming, but there might be a chase down block coming. There's a yeah, there might be there's there, a you know. There's a difference, though. I, I I see little working hard every night, but Batum yes. took nights off. No, I, that's no, the big difference there. But I get your, what you're saying. Like like uh, Batum was that guy where like you would get a random knockdown block on LeBron here. You know, well, just you out get, of nowhere. he was the spark. and you get a corner three. Sure, he was your spark. And little he, definitely something would happen that. with Batum mm-hmm. that where he would he'd yeah. give you a rundown block. That is, or he'd give right. you that corner three, or he'd, he'd give you, you that good, extra pass that you didn't see. He'd coming. Give you a good punch in the nuts. Well, you know, that was the Olympics. Come on, let's just call it. <laughs> that was, you're right. Uh, no, yeah. no I, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Little is the same kind of Little player. And I think smart. we've been missing that since he's been out. I think he's close to coming back. I don't think he'll be back next game. But uh, I don't think his ankle was, was super serious. I don't think, I don't think Simon's was either. And, um, you know, no, realistically, ankles, ankles are a little tricky. I mean, you you want to give him a little bit of time, but it looked like yeah. uh, Little was uh, questionable. And then at the last minute he was out. So I think he'll. I, I bet he's close. He was shooting balls in the, in the last couple uh, warmups, so yeah. I think he'll be back soon. Um, realistically, I, I actually think Simon's might be worse because Little Little yeah. looked well, bad at first, and then he came back and played the rest of that game. Yeah, was Simon's fine. went down. I mean, Simon's went down. and He was like trying to walk it off, and he he couldn't, and he was he looked frustrated, and he went to the back and he yeah. was out. So I think his might be a little longer. Sadly, so um, let, let, let's well, we talk have so many guards. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the guards here because if like, I don't think you can realistically assume a GM role on this. Jesus Covington, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not there yet. Covington trying to be a uh, a thirty foot Dame Lillard shooter and threw the air ball. Hmm. Love it. Gotta love that that spunk out of Roko. Um, you see it. Oof, yeah, Oof. I just saw it right there. Rough, rough. Yeah, that was pretty bad. It's okay. Nurk makes it up in a minute, but good. Because um, <laughs> Nurkic is, and I've been saying this for years, Nurkic is our second best player. And yeah, I know that. I, I know mean, that I've gotten resistance from you, but I just well, yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about the guards. That's the issue. Well, let's talk about the the G, as a GM what you can do mm-hmm. here because realistically, you're you're kind of your hands are tied. You have two possible options. On this, uh, here we go again with two. Two's the magic number tonight, Casey. Um, two, two is the the number only because you have to decide very, very soon. Are you trying to win this year, or are you trying to build something long term? And you're gonna have to make a decision uh, here because you got expiring contracts with Nurkic and Roko. Yeah, You've like got an extension on Rokos the way Simon with too. Simons. Yeah. You're gonna um, have to figure this out. What are you out. gonna do? You paid a ton uh, of money to Norm Powell. You got Dame locked up long term. You got CJ locked up long term. You're gonna have to I th- do. Something. I think you're. I think you're still trying to win this year, unless Dame wants out, which I don't think he does, necessarily. I don't think he um, does, but I also don't think. He I think. I think you go. Aggr- <laughs> I think you. Go, I think at this point you go aggressive CJ for Simmons type thing. Simmons, Simmons? sorry, Simmons. Uh, I mean, and you heard, you know, you heard the rumors of 
that uh, being in the works already. Um, maybe at this point, uh, Maury is finally going to kind of, you'd hope he'd realize that, that maybe at this point you just got to trade Ben Simmons for something. Um, maybe I doubt it. I doubt it, but, um, I don't know what you give up, but I think, I think you go for that. Despite the fact that there are some quotes of Chauncey Billups from that draft talking about, he wouldn't take Ben Simmons in the top 10 or something like that. Uh, but you know that's for, that's from the past. I don't know if I don't know if that's something I I, I need to check my uh, my the the quotes on that exactly. But it was something to that to that nature. Um, but who knows? That was several years ago. Uh, but I think that would be perfect. I think that'd be the, the that's the number one trade. I don't know what you add into it. I don't know if you have to add. You're gonna have to add firsts. So here's uh, my here's my dream. Maybe Simons. Here's um, my dream is that I would you not like to give up Simons, but you trade CJ. And as many draft picks as Philadelphia initially asks for to get Ben Simmons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At this point, you've got to roll the dice. I think so. So that's I, I bring in Ben Simmons. Okay. So now, now you look at a starting lineup just on surface of Dame, Norm, uh, someone at the three. Is it Nas? Sure. We'll say yeah. Nas, right? Yeah. Uh, Covington at the four, yeah, or Simmons at the four, yeah, Nurkic, right? Covington coming off the bench, mm. probably a better solution there. Maybe I can't see him being a bench player. No, I don't know. So then there's another move coming, then, right? Sure. So my other move then is he's I a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah. I call up Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston's got big aspirations for the future, they have lots of picks. Mm-hmm. They're not. I mean, they've been hot lately. They've won five in a row, which I is know, incredible. Six in a row or something like that. Six yeah, in a, but, something like that without John Wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they. It's because they don't. They don't have Kevin Porter Jr. throwing up yeah, thousands right? of bricks every minute. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so I, they just gave a bunch of money to Christian Wood. Yes. I'm calling Houston and I'm saying, okay, what's the price for Christian Wood? Sure. It's going to be Nurk. What's it going to take? Is it Nurk? Mm-hmm. Is it is Nurk it is, is it Covington? <laughs> expirings. Is it Covington in a piece? Sure. What's the price? But I I I, I Covington and I discuss Nas. it. I don't know what I don't know what it is necessarily. I don't, I don't want to move Covington either. and Nas for Christian no. Wood necessarily. But I think Covington and Simons. I'm on the I'm on for. Yeah, it. they don't need guards. They have so many guards: Porter, Green, uh, Wall. I don't know. I, I I get I yeah I get what you're saying. I I think in that sense you're gonna have to trade him Nurk. A center who's who's expiring. That would what be if, perfect. What if you were able to give them Nurk and Covington, and you get Christian Wood and a first back? <laughs> say or, uh, first Air Gordon maybe, or Gordon. Oh, oh yeah, and Gordon. No, let's put Gordon in there instead. So, sure. No, I like that because now you got Dame, Norm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nas, right? Mm-hmm. Nance, Wood. Yep. Yeah. And now you have Gordon as your sixth man. Yeah, great sixth man. That's we're fantastic. in a we're in a way better position there than we and are. You still right have now. Simons. You still have Simons, and you still got on the Simons. bench. Yep. Yeah. I'm in. I'm down, man. <laughs> I'm down. I think at this point, uh, at this point, I know it sounds funny because there's probably some Blazer listeners that are going to say, you know, you're crazy. But at this point, I'm down for whatever you want to do. Sure. Yeah. Other than and yeah, I don't. Again, I, I, I'm gonna throw. 
I'm almost at the point where if if you can find a deal for Dame that makes sense. As long as he wants out. You don't you don't just trade the guy if he doesn't want out. Sure. I don't think um, we're ever gonna know. You're never uh, the we, only people who we are will never know. know. I think the only people who are gonna know are in the front office. It's not gonna be if, anyone I, else. I, I agree. Guess. I think if he ends up getting traded, it's because he wanted to get traded. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's a decent enough guy uh that he's not gonna he, it, it's not going to be like uh, he, he's going to want the team to at least get something back. You know what I mean? Sure. He's not going to be like for nothing. I'm not. I'm going to go out there and say I I went out now, sort of like Harden and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, I I really maybe I'm wrong. I just get this feeling that he doesn't want to. I don't think he wants to be on the East Coast. I think he wants to play on the West Coast, where all his family, where he's his home is. So so I, that the options are a bit limited in that case. Like where are you going to trade him? You're not. I mean, you're not going to trade him to Brooklyn. I mean, where, where, where the difference go? there is, I feel like the one East Coast team he would be in in for would be the Knicks, the because Knicks. there's there's something to be said for playing your home games at Madison Square Garden. And I, I know, guess, but I don't, I don't, I there. don't know what it's like in there because I've never been in there, but I've walked by it, and sure. walking by it, I had goosebumps. So like, sure. it's yeah. it's um it's the mecca of basketball arenas there's there's so much history there it's and and to be i get it if you were the guy who brought the knicks back to 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 championship relevance you're a you're a legend which is which is part of the reason i I was surprised lebron didn't go there i I don't even think they have an i don't think dame going there and then whatever we get back i don't think the knicks would be good enough to be a championship team anyway they're not they're not not, so i I don't think he's i think he's going to be smart about this i think if there's something for at brooklyn i I mean i i I mean Kyrie just got signed for a bunch of years so that's not going to happen but no I'm trying to think. Like, I well, guess Kyrie's Philly not has... vaccinated. He's not coming. To I know Portland. that's what I'm saying. I mean, and he's not playing anywhere. He's not going to be playing anywhere. No one's going to trade for him. I, that'd be a perfect situation, though, if he had an expiring contract. You trade Dame for Kyrie and some first and shit. But that's not the case, so you can't do that. Um, I mean, I guess Philly has pieces that you might want, but I, I don't think Dame goes anywhere unless. Yeah, I mean, Maxi's kind of interesting, and uh, sure. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that maybe they don't. They might sure. not. Maxie's um, interesting. Tibble's interesting. Or Thibble, yeah, whatever. I, I I still have no idea how you say that guy's name. <laughs> but I again I think <laughs> I think the West Coast is where he wants to be. And that that, that limits things because he's not going to the Lakers because the Lakers have shit to give up. Yep. He's not going to the Clippers, same reason. Yep. Uh he's not going to Golden State because that's why would you have Thompson, Dame, and Curry? Well, because uh, Golden State has the pieces you could move in theory. I guess so. You I think got Weisman. You could move. Uh, well, no, it's not. Uh, some of the, oh yeah, they're the rookies. Uh, you got uh, Wiseman. You got uh, who's the other guy that's been playing Kuminga. really well? Kuminga. Yes, and Moody. You, I mean, you could re- you yeah. could realistically put a package together, and I think Golden State fans wouldn't even blink at it. it would be no, no. Would be Wiseman, Kuminga, Moody. Uh, Wiggins to make the salaries match, and maybe mm-hmm. Jordan Pe- yeah. Jordan Poole. I almost said Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, get out. Um, but I think they would uh, even they would even give up Jordan Peele or Jordan Poole. Sure. God damn it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, and then that's part. That might even be the best. The best. Uh, the that's best not right a bad there. option. Jordan Poole no, has been not. really good. Not as yeah, good as Jordan Peele. Kaminga. But Jordan Poole <laughs> has been really good. Um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's. I mean. Uh, we're going to talk in circles about the Blazers. Let's let's see what happens yeah. in the next couple of weeks. Let's see what happens. I don't think and, Dame's uh, going anywhere. I think we see CJ you know. traded. I think we see Roki, Roko gone. Um, 
I don't know what the pieces are. I mean, there's there's some interesting trade options out there. You, I mean, you look around the league, you see like Mo Bamba is a expiring contract in Orlando. Uh, Indiana is not playing very well. You can see like uh, uh, Miles Turner and or Sabonis maybe being no, on the move. They're not. They're not moving. You don't Sabonis. think so? Probably not Sabonis. Sabonis. Maybe Turner. Also, I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not 100% sure if Sabonis makes this team better. He probably doesn't. I really don't. I just I, like the name. Yeah, just he's, like just, name. he's not a great defensive player at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I love him. I, I, I would love for them to bring him here, but I just don't think he makes the team that much better. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching? Let's shift gears here. Um, well, we got through White Lotus, which I don't think we talked about on here, did we? We did. Or did we I did just a little bit. did I just yeah. mention that to you? Well, yeah, we finished that. Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That show is just batshit crazy. You, yeah, you guys right. should watch it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a one-off, but I think they're doing another one that's like, uh, um, so there's like a full those, end. The seri- there's like a real end. Oh so. yeah, there's a real end. Oh yeah. Uh, so, but I think they're doing they're gonna do a second season, but it's like, uh, God, what's the like an anthology. What, what are those shows? Anthology, yes. Yeah. I think it's going to be an anthology type of thing. But God, the show is just, it's its fucking incredible. Um, and just crazy and, and out there. Uh, you guys, Like I said, you guys should watch it. Uh, we, we, you know, we're caught up on Succession, which is always just great. We're an episode uh, back right now because we didn't watch last night. You didn't watch the most recent? Yeah. We, we, we actually got half, we got halfway through them last night. So we just got yeah. tired and had to go to bed. And we started the Beatles doc, which is, yeah, for, is for me being a huge Beatles fan, it's, uh, mind blowing. It's stuff that I've never seen before in my life, and I'm like, I'm like a guy. Who, I, I love the Beatles. I love bootleg Beatles albums and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is footage and conversations and music that I've just I've never seen before, and it really shines a lot of light on on like the end of the Beatles. Um, I don't. I think there's like six episodes in the series, maybe four. Yeah. The first episode is like two and a half hours. We only got through uh, two hours of it. Um, that's great incredible that's a that's super interesting if you're a beatles fan man you'll you'll you love this i'm sure a yeah. lot of them probably have already watched it, but we waited for my dad who comes over every now and then to to start it um yeah we're it's yeah. on our list we're gonna do it yeah. eventually yeah. oh yeah it's great uh yeah it's great you get a lot of behind yeah. behind the scenes convo which is super interesting yeah what have you guys been checking out uh, you know, we're watching the same shows together. We're yeah. watching uh, Succession. We're watching Dexter: yeah. New Blood, which mm. has been which has been fantastic. It's been. It? I'm I'm nice. very surprised how good it's been. It's been very very good. Um, yeah. Uh, Yellow Jackets, which has been really oh, good. Yeah. I'm gonna um, about that one. Yeah. And then I personally started uh, Hawkeye. Okay. Uh, which is the new Marvel series. Oh, Marvel show. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's fantastic. I was, uh, I was telling our buddy, Brandon, friend of the podcast, Brandon Niles, uh, about it a little bit today because it's, um, the other, the other Marvel series that came out on Disney plus. So WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki, you kind of had to know what had happened. In really? the MCU to like, sure. to like like to really grasp it, Hawkeye yeah. you don't. They just kind of say really? like, "Hey, just fun." This, this is a show. Um, I mean, there's only been three episodes, so I mean, maybe maybe it gets a little crazy down the line. But like, sure. it's pretty straightforward. It's 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 really well done. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Jeremy Renner. I think he's incredibly underrated as an actor. So yeah, he's good. Uh, I'm all in there, and I like it. We also watched the other night. We um. The other night we got our Christmas tree. We got the Christmas lights up. 
got the kids to bed. We were pretty tired. We were like, you know what? Like, it's time to watch a movie. Let's watch a movie. Let's find something that's relatively short and let's watch it. And we watched Blue Ruin, which is okay. the um, it's the film that was made by uh, Jeremy Soliner, who did Green Room. So it was the film right before Green Room. He did uh, absolutely fantastic. First off, it's a tight 91 minutes. That's perfect. And you, you, you tell me a movie is 91 minutes. I'm all in right now. I, yeah, I don't even yeah. care what it's about. I'm going to watch it. It's 91 <laughs> minutes. I'm good. Um, yep. Really, really good, though. It's uh, we cool. we had watched the trailer. We watched Check Green Room about like a month ago. And we loved it. And we watched the trailer for Blue Ruin. And the trailer does Check not does not tell you what this movie yeah. is about. It's really, really I think there's some really interesting shots uh, from a cinematic perspective. OK, taken on it. Um, it's just, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a life-changing movie by any means, but I think it was it was definitely worth an hour and a half of my time. Blue Ruin. Okay. It's on HBO. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll put it on my watch list. Really enjoyed letterboxed it. watch list. Cool. I'm going to sit. I got, so I got two Dane Lillards in those free packs that I got. Oh, yeah. You know, those, yeah. Uh, I'm going to send one to you. You're going to okay. sell it, and then you're going to buy Mandy, or you're going to rent Mandy. You're gonna watch it. I'm telling you, that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna send you that Damien. You're gonna sell that thing. Three bucks. <laughs> Three whole dollars. Uh, um, no, it's kidding. gonna it's gonna happen. Melissa and I are gonna watch it. It's on our list. Cool. It's uh, yeah. you know we Put we have that, our whole movie list. We kind of ignored. Um, yeah, it's it's hard. Sometimes you just get in the mood for something that's not on a list because you know you make that list in the in the moment and. And sometimes you're like, well, I kind of want to watch this movie now. I just found out about this one. Let's watch Dude, this. So. I, I I mistimed it horribly because Melissa started this grad program, which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. And like we had the list, everything. We were making great progress on the list. Everything was going great. I went and put a bunch of stuff on the library hold list that like you didn't yeah. own or Brandon didn't own or mm-hmm. I didn't own. It wasn't available streaming. Yeah. So I had this like stack of movies. and I was like, let's get it. And then she started school and she didn't have time. Oh, no. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. going to have to return all those movies without watching them. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what we did. And that's fine. It's it's yeah. good. You know, we, um, yeah. you know, she's almost done with this term. It's great. She's going to go back to Michigan for a week right after the day after Christmas. She's flying out with Oliver because he's vaccinated now. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to awesome. go to Michigan and see some family that he hasn't seen in forever. Like uh, sure. he hasn't seen his uncle Brian uh, in couple years now which is that's a lot when yeah. you're a little kid you know of like, course like, yeah. yeah when they haven't seen you since you were like five and a half six years old now you're eight that's mm-hmm. a big deal you know yeah um yeah so it's awesome it says it's really really good and That'd i'm excited fun. for them i'll, I'll be uh i'll be here with noah so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be hanging good. out watching no we'll be doing some dude time it's awesome dude he's, time uh, definitely he's a crazy kid so <laughs> heck yeah um but yeah, yeah man, it's uh, the second ones always are. The second ones always are. Yeah, uh, but it's all good. It's uh, you know, life's good. Life's good. Yeah. Happy, happy holidays. Yeah. It's yeah. all exactly. You know, we're getting yeah. there. Um. All right. Well, that is our episode. To ooh, CJ Lab hit a three. Oh wow! That's the thing that it's happened. Airball. It usually, just oh, no. airball. No, that no, was pure. It was or pure. You... It's it's coming your way in about a minute because you're that far behind. Cody. Me. Cody to Norm, Norm to CJ. There it is. There it is. God, that shot Pure. looks so ugly, though. I'm sorry. Nice, it was a nice shot. And that, that's what that that is spoken like a guy right? who has not played a ton of rec ball because that's a rec ball jump shot if I've ever seen one. Oh, God, 
Good day, oh Cody. God. There we go. What a, what a game. What a game. This is a fun game. It, it, it's a very low scoring yeah, game, but I'll tell every, you, yeah. it's, uh, it's something. Oh, it's, how do we miss that? Jeez. At least the Blazers are playing with a little bit of like spunk, They are. You know what I mean? Well, all the players playing now are vets. Like Nance, Cody, Snell. They're all going to play. You know what I mean? They're not going to be down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, CJ's gonna play LB. That is, and Norm Norm Powell always is always playing. He, you can tell sometimes he gets a little down, but he doesn't let it really affect his energy. Yeah. Anyway, we're going back to the Blazers. We don't need to do that. No, we don't. Let's let's wrap up this podcast. <laughs> we're over yeah. an hour. We are. The few listeners we have are gonna be tired by this point. So, uh, <laughs> no, you they can love find, us. Come on. They do love us, uh, guys. This is the 90th episode. So thanks for hanging in with us. Um, you can find us wherever you find your podcast, whether it's. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Anchor, uh, wherever it is, we're there. Oh, Norm missed the three. Sorry, I was holding my breath because he had an off-balance three. Um, you can find Casey on Twitter at CW McGrath. You can find me on Twitter at Volcom Pancake. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Losers Gracious. Leave us a five-star review on Apple. It helps people across the globe find us. Casey, you got any f- closing last words for all the Blazer fans out here? Well, I'll continue to say Rip City. Rip City, everybody. Rip City. Stay the course, guys. Stay the, Stay the course. course. Stay the course. And even if, even if it's a big rebuild, that'll be kind of fun, too. Maybe we'll get some cool, like, rookies and shit. You know, whenever I'm feeling down, I think about Ted Lasso, and I just think believe. Hell yeah, believe. Just believe. Just believe. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>